Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul and my co-host Justin Baker joins me in studio. Thank you. As yeah. per like literally every episode. I don't remember last time we actually Skyped. We haven't Skyped in a while. We haven't needed to. So that's, I mean, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah, I miss your face. So, yeah. you yeah. know. Who doesn't? <laughs> I miss your musk. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> So, yes, on today's show, we are going to be going through the top 20 defensemen. So uh, get your get your popcorn ready. Yeah, whammy. Let's because go. Here is the top 20 defensemen in the NHL. And uh, we've done the we've done wingers. We've done centers and we've done goalies. So uh, this is the last one in this iteration. And uh, if you you know, if you want to check out those episodes, just subscribe to the show. Go back. Look for those uh, those titles, goalie centers and wingers. It should be pretty recent, and uh, you can check those out. But let us begin with the players that just missed our list. Yeah, this the just missed was very difficult for me. I some list is hard. <clears throat> it really was, yeah. But I found like once I got towards the bottom of it, like that fourteen through twenty, literally any one of those guys you probably could have just thrown in a blender and then picked one and hey, tossed them up. And uh, for my just missed though, I got Zach Warinski. A guy who is, you know, continually playing well. Granted, he does get to play a lot of minutes with Seth Jones, which is probably why I, I left him off this list. Because most of the other guys, you know, whatever pairing they're on, they drive it, right? They're like the right, guy on their right. team. Whereas he really, he he really isn't. I mean, he let's be honest. He benefits from Seth Jones. He yeah. does, yeah. So, kind of hard to put him on here. And another guy, uh, this guy I struggled the most with, and that was P.K. Subban. Uh, huh, okay. Yeah, this I, is your list all all together. Yeah, he is the only guy that didn't hit my list that you know actually has a Norris Trophy, which made it very difficult to keep him off. So Char is um, not on your list, I don't think. That's true, actually. Yeah, you're you're correct about that. Char is not, but on my a list. recent, I guess, a relatively recent Norris Trophy. Right. Yeah, and then I have also got a uh, Charlie McAvoy, Char's partner there, and Keith Yandel on okay. my just missed. Uh, yeah, some of those guys also missed my list, along with Ryan Ellis and really. Ryan Suter missed my list. Okay. Yes. Suter, not surprised. I mean, let's be honest. His his game isn't what it used to be. He although just plays a lot. He plays a lot. Yeah. Um. But Ellis, I'm I'm really surprised. He to me is you know, he's been playing so well lately, and last year was just fantastic for him. So. Right, yeah, he's my 22. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. But so, um, so it's not like he's bad or anything. I just don't no, know. I, I get it. And speaking than of some of these guys, yeah. And, and he also he benefits from the rest of the defense core that he has around him and the fact that he sometimes doesn't have to take the hardest responsibility. That's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of your just missed my number 20, let's kick it off. Ryan Suter. Okay. Comes in at number 20 for me. Well, and mine is PK Subban. So okay. <laughs> a guy who just missed your list. So there's the blender. Um, yeah, I'm just not, you know, I'm not ready to take PK Subban out the, off this list. I know that he hasn't exactly lit the world on fire going to New Jersey, even here. And uh, I, I think probably Nashville sold high, as high as they were going to sell. Uh, he may fall off this list. Uh, but I also think that, you know, he's a, he's a guy that I can definitely see bouncing back and moving himself higher up this list. Sure. That's fair. And, you know, no secret, Ryan Suter, you know, plays 28 minutes a night. And but he's, he's, what, 35 now? Yeah. Is he 35? And he still produces, too, which is... You know, a lot of people don't realize he's still consistently putting up 40 points every year. So you're still getting the production, although, you know, he is on a team now that is at the basement, which doesn't look good regardless. Yeah, I wonder when you start talking about moving him. Yeah, that's he'd be a lot easier to move than a guy like Zach Parisi, you know, because right. a lot of teams are 
you know, could always use a, a top pairing guy or right. even a guy in their number two line. So, yeah. Um, my number 19 is a guy who I don't know if he has a Norris. Does, he, does Shea Weber have a Norris? He's got a Norris. He's got one. He does. Yeah. Uh, so he's my number 19. So I got two Norris trophy winners, 20 and 19. Okay. Uh, I, I, again, another guy that could be higher. It's just, there's so much, so much to play with. And, uh, he hasn't been able to stay healthy also. And that maybe kind of plays a little bit of a factor. Me knowing that some of the guys above him on this list are going to play all the time. And, uh, with Weber seems to get these weird little injuries here and there. So, uh, yeah, my number 19. But def- I mean, he definitely drives the entire Montreal Canadiens team. Yeah, he does. And he's my number 19 as well. I mean, 11 points already through 16 games. And it's looking pretty good for him. You know, again, granted, if he can stay healthy. Because the last two seasons, 58 and 26 games. So, you know, that's been his his MO in Montreal. He had one healthy season. And then he's just yep. been riddled with injury. Yeah. Yeah. Give me a full season this year. That's productive. And uh, he probably moves up this list. Because he go. is very impactful when he plays. Yeah, a few years ago, he probably would have been top 10 for me. Yeah, but easy. the injuries, they don't help much. Um, all right, my number 17 is Mr. Dougie Hamilton. Dougie Hamilton. Or you just skipped 18. I'm sorry. My number 18 <laughs> is Dougie Hamilton. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Yes. No, no. I did skip 18. I forgot. Out Numbers of is hard. Um, yeah, my number, my number 18 is Dougie Hamilton. Uh, okay, comes in at seventeen for me. Okay, so. okay. And who's your seventeen? Uh, my no, Hamilton's my seventeen. My number eighteen is OEL, Mister Ekman Larson. Okay, yeah. So, so we just have them flipped. Okay, fair. Uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, I I just I think he's probably he's so underrated playing down in Arizona that we probably don't appreciate him as much as we should we could. That's true. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys on the West Coast where unless they're like the marquee names, you really don't get an opportunity to really see how right. good these guys are. Right. And and I'm just, you know, there hasn't been much reason to seek out watching Coyotes games. No. Even when they're like last year when they were winning games, they still weren't a fun. They were, it wasn't a blast to watch them win one, nothing. Yeah. That's the thing in the new NHL where people are scoring goals and they're like one, two a game. And there's a lot of other options out there. Yeah. Darcy Kemper too. He was on a hot streak. Uh, recently just got broken where he was putting he was letting in two goals or less every single game and that's how arizona was winning games and yep. finally letting three so streak broken what can you do um yeah so i you know i thought about all right do i you know i've got a guy like ryan ellis and why why is he not ahead of maybe a, a dougie hamilton and uh again i just think the way that he's able to benefit from playing with such high high level defensemen i do think that dougie hamilton is probably he's he's the best guy on that back end in there in carolina so uh to me he's he's the guy who's driving so much that ellis drops a little bit because of that and uh and a guy like Suter, you know i'm 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 just trying to figure out like why some of these guys they you might think they need to be higher but what's their situation? Like, why, you know, why do they produce? Like, Suter, he plays a lot. He's also for a bad team. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and for me, Dougie Hamilton, I guess maybe why he's not, um, you know, a little higher on this list for me. Granted, he's kind of having a coming out season this year in Carolina. I mean, last year he oh, was well. 
he was kind of hidden behind the shadows. You didn't really notice him too much. And I think because we didn't hear his name a lot that, you know, I mean. Which is probably a good thing for Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, probably. Didn't need to hear his name for a minute. But, like, you look at the last couple seasons in, in Calgary and coming over to Carolina, his production has dropped every year for the last three seasons. So, um, you know, hopefully this is the year where he's finally turning it around. And, I mean, for me, that was one big reason why I just I had a hard time putting him a little bit higher. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, who's your 16? Uh, number 16. I just literally minimized my list when I'm trying to pull it up. That was embarrassing. Uh, Tori Krug, for me, comes in at number 16. I should have these memorized. Yeah, Tori Krug is a little bit higher on my list. Um, I have Thomas Shabbat at number 16. Okay, guy who missed my list entirely. Yes, I'm very surprised. Yeah, very I mean, surprised. the one season was great. He looked good in his you know, his, his first season and a half I'll with the team. he looked great. Yeah, he did look I'm great. I'm say he looks great. But I... I kind of look at it like a situation with like McDavid, right? The last few seasons after the deadline where you're like, okay, you know, we're out of the playoffs. Who gives a frick? We're just going to go out and play balls out. Who cares about defense anymore? And you end up putting a lot of points. And I think that's kind of a little bit the but case he, with a guy like a Shabbat. He's a good defensive he is. player. He, he is, absolutely. He can defend. I, but he's on a team where <clears throat> he's the guy expected to produce, right? They don't have forwards up. Now, I mean, now they got Brady Kachuk, who's who's showing up. But, you know, last season, they really didn't have anybody who was looked at to produce for him. So he was the guy who had to drive offense. And, um, you know, I, I think now I'd like to see him where he has other players around him who are producing and how can he still manage to, you know, play his game. So, you know, maybe give it another season and he cracks my my top 20 here. Yeah, I uh, – his – his uh, zone entries are always so his percentage of uh, just carrying the being able to carry the puck over the blue line instead of having to dump it in, uh, I think is a, a huge measuring stick showing how talented he is. Um, so let's let's go like because you said uh, 16 is 16 Krug. was Krug. Who's your 15 and 14? All right. 15 for me is Ryan Ellis. And number 14 is Mr. Klingberg. Okay, so I've got Klingberg at 15, Darlene at 14. Okay. And then I have Tori Krug at 13. Okay, well, at 13, I got Rasmus Darlene, so. Okay, yeah. Tori Krug, Krug might be the most underrated defenseman in the entire NHL. Yeah, he's he's been consistent the last three seasons, 50-50-50. I mean, he's just putting up monster points. He's a small guy, too, which is even more surprising, but... I mean, you know he's a power play specialist, right? That's where he gets a bulk of his his yeah. production. But he's also very like he can shut guys down. Yeah. Because he's of scrappy. his ability to move the puck as well and, and play in the corners. Like I, I really like him. I think, you know, he's a free agent at the end of this year and uh, we'll see if Boston can can get him locked up. Can but, afford him. And he's a local uh, local boy here in Michigan, Livonia born. Hey, maybe Detroit can can sneak him. Hey. Iserman, I mean, he's making some moves. Let's let's talk about Fabry. Two goals in his his first game with the team. That's for you Jacob De La Rose. So I had to get it in somewhere. I'm I had sorry. to slip it in. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think Tory Krug's probably. You know, you're looking at a guy who will probably get maybe not nine million in the open market. I mean, if a team if a team wants to be able to pull him, I think with his production. I mean, right now you're looking at 13 points through 16 games, and you know it's easy for a team that is starved with production on the back end to say, hey, you know, let's go out and spend some some Carlson money on this guy and hey, be easy I, to do. I mean, yeah, I'd pay $9 million for Krug. I, yeah, the the big question would be term, of course, but, um, you know, three, four years, I have no it's problem giving him. 28, isn't he? Yeah, he's 28, 28 so 28. three, four years, I have no problem giving him $9 million yeah. a season. 
Um, okay, so who's your go? Your 15, 14, 13? Yeah, so Ryan Ellis, Klingberg, and uh, Darlene at 13 for me. So, okay, yeah, um, so Darlene's just a little, a little bit higher. Yeah, a little bit higher. I mean, I, I like everything that Rasmus Darlene does. He's, he's effective at both ends, and he's, he's helping drive that back end for a team that was, you know, relying on wrist alignment for so long, and now they actually have a guy who can play at both ends so responsibly yeah. and well and he's only getting better and apps yeah that's he the thing he's not getting better <laughs> he does and he's doing it quietly too because they've got superstars in front of him with eichel and skinner and you just you kind of overlook the fact that you got this other superstar in the back end and um you know on the flip side you know john Kleinberg just a spot below him at 14 for me he is uh starting to get overshadowed by another guy a little higher up on the list for me yes but he's still productive he's still a great defenseman uh he's a little bit you know he's off to a little bit of a slow start this year, but the, I have the stars. But the stars in general were off to a slow start, so I have no doubt he's gonna get his game back together for sure. Okay, so in our number twelve, both of us have Chris Letang. We do at twelve. Uh, I have seen Justin's list, uh, so I know we both have Letang one of the few 12. times you've seen my list prior. Yes, it's true. Um, now he's a guy who I feel like I want to have him lower, but I also. I just couldn't drop him any further than he is right now. Yeah, the injury bug wants me to, you know, put him further down this list. Kind of like, you know, when we talk about, a, a you know, um, Shea Weber, right? A guy who hasn't been healthy. But when, when Chris Letang's in the lineup, he drives play and he produces. And he's, I mean, he's still responsible on his own, at his own end. I mean, you look at the last few seasons, right? Last year, 56 points in 65 games. The year before that, 51 points. Um, you know, in a couple seasons prior, 67. So he, he lights it up when he's healthy. But that's the problem, if he's healthy. That's the problem, yeah. Um, could probably be higher if, he, if he's able to stay healthy. And we'll see what happens, you know, this season and, and beyond in the next few seasons. Uh, I still think he's, he's still a guy I don't mind having on my team. No, not at all. Uh, I, I do wonder, you know, it's really his game is his ability to skate. And, uh, and and his high level of speed. And I wonder if his speed, if he begins to slow down over time, uh, what that's going to do to his game. Like, can he still be effective? Right. So, um, Okay, so you're number 11. Number 11 is Mark Giordano for me. Okay, so Giordano is considerably higher for me on my list. Okay. You know, won the Norris Trophy last year. 75 points. 74, yes. 74 points. Uh, my 11 is Miro Heiskanen. Okay, he's he's a bit higher for me. Okay. Um, he comes in at number 10 for me. Ah, okay. So, yeah, um, you know, Mark Giordano, I had I had trouble putting him a little bit higher, and I know you, you know, you have him considerably higher, but, you know, last year, 74 points, great, well-deserved Norris, but prior to that, we had a 38, a 39-point season, completely healthy, full it, seasons. So... And so it makes me wonder. And then prior to that, too, you know, yes, he had good production with 50, you know, uh, 48, 47 points. So he was he was still producing. But, you know, I'm wondering if last year was was just a fluke, right? Maybe the points were like the, his his points were certainly elevated sure. beyond what he would normally reach. Although 12 through 19 games so far. So the production is is still there. Yes. But, uh, you know, is it going to come back down to earth or I, I see. And for me, it's having him higher. So I have him at six. Okay, much higher. But he's that much higher because he's so much more than a guy who's putting up points. That's fair. He's an incredible leader. 
on top of that, he is such a good defense. Like the guy, you could in his own zone, the side the side of the ice that he's playing on, it's gone. Like there's you're not doing anything against Mark Giordano. Great positioning. He can work in the corners. Like the guy can do everything. Uh I think he kind of came into himself a little bit later in his career, so he didn't get a lot of the fanfare when he was a younger guy. Right. And uh, maybe that's some of it, but to me, I, I really like Mark. Yeah. Caronado, so. He came into those Calgary days, though, where they didn't have anything. Right. You right. know, Aginla had left, and yeah. this franchise was heading down the heading down the tubes. So, you know, sorry. But anyways, uh, yeah, so my, my next guy up, your number 11, my number 10, uh, Miro Heiskanen. This is a guy who, to me, I think I put him so high on this list because of where I think he's going and what I think he's going to be. Much like Rasmus Dahlin, I think he's only poised to be better. And, you know, you know, coming a couple years, I think he's probably going to, you know, eventually crack my top five and he'll probably be a Norris yep. Trophy winner. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he quietly goes about his business. Probably might be the best skating defenseman in the NHL to me. Um, and who is, I can't remember who it was exactly, but he kind of compared you know, Heiskanen to be in the next Nick Lindstrom, where Lindstrom came into the league, you know, wasn't touted as, you know, being the superstar, but quietly went about his business and flew under the radar and eventually just make a mistake. No, that's the thing. That's yeah. Um, Yeah. I I have him at 11, but certainly, you know, one more year here and, uh, and he's probably climbing into the top eight. Um, So I have him at 11 and and Alex Petrangelo at 10. Okay. Petrangelo is a little higher up my list, but... Petrangelo is an interesting one because you could have him lower on here and I wouldn't have a problem. You can have him higher on here. I wouldn't have a problem. I mean, he does so many things well, uh, but at the same time, he's not super flashy. He's not putting up massive numbers. He's not... He's, you know, he scored Stanley Cup winning goal last year. That's true. He did. Played well in the playoffs, but... Oh my gosh, he did play well. Uh, he's kind of a guy that you just don't like. If you if you say, "Hey, who are like some of the best defensemen in the league?" His name's probably not coming up. It's it's tough because again, he's not flashy. He's not that you right. know that Eric Carlson, Brent Burns point producer. But he's he to me is like a Mark Giordano where he's just quietly a leader. He plays so well at both ends, but yet he still he still produces well enough. Yeah, I used and, to have a fantasy hockey team, and I had drafted Petrangelo late, and I named them. Uh, I think it was like uh, the pot pie trangelo or the chicken pot pie tram right. trangelos or something, <laughs> and his face was in the chicken pot pie. Oh my goodness, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so your number, who's your your number ten? Yeah, so my number ten was Miro Heiskanen. Okay, uh, my number nine. Moving on, uh, Drew Doughty. Drew Doughty. Okay, so yeah. l- let's go your nine, eight, seven. Okay, nine is Drew Doughty, eight is Morgan Riley, and seven is Alex Petrangelo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have Morgan Riley at nine, Drew Doughty at eight, and Brent Burns at seven. Okay. Brent Burns at seven. Yes. I Doughty's an interesting one uh, because I think there's some people that are that would look at last year and go, he's out of the top ten. Like right. They're cooling brutal. on him quick. Uh, but I just I'm not ready to take Doughty out of there. I mean, no, for not at all. So long. I mean, the guy is just touted as uh, he's a top three defenseman and yeah he may not he may not be there anymore but it's not necessarily that he's gotten worse just that the team around him's gotten worse and so it's hard to measure 
how good he really is still. Yeah, and that's exactly the case. I think, you know, his production is still there. He still plays the game with enough grit and tenacity that just makes me love him still. I mean, frick, his rivalry with Matthew Kachuk is yes. is fantastic. So so that hip check just great. How many guys you see still throwing hip checks? So, uh, you know, that 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 hip check alone might have bumped him up a spot for me. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so love his game. I don't think he's he's slipping much. I like you said. I think it's just the team around him that's slipping a little bit too hard. So when you got to play with slow players like Dustin Brown and Kolchak, I mean, you know, you can only move the puck so far up the ice because they're not even past the red line yet. So the Leafs played them and they were like asleep the whole time, and they still won't beat them three to one. That's just, just ridiculous. Yeah, and speaking they're of bad. Leafs, yeah, Morgan Riley for me at number eight. I love everything this guy does. Probably. One of the most underrated defensemen in terms of just you, you never talk about this guy because everybody the star power in front of him, right? I mean, he was and and like a lot of people will make the argument that he sh- might be lower on this list because you know yeah he gets to play with Tavares and Matthews, but I look at his time before those guys came in, he was still producing, he was still he, good, yeah, he was still good. And so what has changed for him? Nothing. He's still that same great player. Um, I think his defensive side of the game is only getting better. Well, which and is he's great. Never really played with anyone. No. Of significance. Like, he's always had to do it himself. I mean, he was playing with, uh, oh, gosh. With Ron Hainsey? Hainsey? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, he gets so. to play with, what, CeCe most of the year this year? Yeah, he's now, been doing? He, now he has to play with Cody CeCe, so it's <laughs> not, not much, much better. better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then at 7, Alex Petrangelo for me. I mean, this guy, you know, there's not too many defensemen on this list that have won a Stanley Cup, and he's one of them, and he showed up, produced, and he quietly does it. You know, he's a leader in that locker room, and so it'll be interesting to see you know, if they can get him locked up, you know, they went out and signed, you know, Justin Falk so quickly after that trade. And, you know, they got, you know, Perenko locked up to a big contract. So, you know, Pitcher Angelo is one of those guys that could probably easily get nine mil on the open market. So, you know, he might just take a walk and go see what's up. Uh, yeah. So I have Brent Burns, like I said, at seven. Uh, sounds like maybe you have him higher. Yeah. Comes in at six for okay, me. Comes in at six. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I see, and and then that's where I, I have Giordano at six. So okay, Giordano much higher. You've got Burns a little bit higher. Um, I've got Petrangelo lower. Uh, Burns is a guy for me. I'm just wondering, like this might be his last year in the top ten. Yeah, you know, I it's it's possible that at the end of this year we look and we go, okay, he's like he's no longer an elite defenseman, or he's still. He's still elite, but he's kind of fallen. You know, other guys are, are pushing past him. Like, how much longer until Darlene and Heiskanen and Shabbat and like how much longer are those guys behind uh, Brent Burns? Yeah, unless Brent Burns is putting up mad points, which he's still doing. I mean, he's sixteen doing, yeah. points already through seventeen games, and uh, you know, prior to this season, it's been five straight seasons of 60 plus points. Yeah. yeah. He's putting up big points. I just, I, I also wonder, like I look at the sharks and you, you look at, you know, how they're doing as a a mess. Uh, does him maybe putting up a big, big points mean less? I don't know. It, he, he just doesn't seem like defensively, like he's terrible defensively. He is absolutely. And Drew Doughty, I mean, pointed it out. He's just right. I mean, but we know that story. It's hard to keep a guy so high when your your responsibility is to defend and you're not good at it. Yeah, so. and I've, I've seen a lot of lists where you know they they put Brent Burns as high as number two on some of these lists, and that's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> and I just I can't do it because when you look at his his abilities defensively, it's like he's just 
he's just not adequate when you compare him to the other guys ahead of him on our list and Right. You know, they're just so much better at it. I mean, Grant, yes, the production offensively is there and it's great, but he's 34. He's going to start slowing down eventually. I don't, he's, he's no Nick Lindstrom or Scott Niedemeyer guys that can still produce offensively. I don't think he's going to be anyways. And like you said, sharks are a mess right now. So yeah, we'll see. Um, okay. So let's move into the, the top, top five. five. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Number five. Number five for me is Seth Jones. Okay. Seth Jones. I have him higher. I actually thought about putting Seth Jones, uh, uh, he, he could he could be number one yeah me. I, I mean just the, what he can do uh, he's my number three though okay yeah he is i mean gosh this this guy's got maybe one of the higher ceilings of most of the guys in the top five right now i think he has the ability to be i mean obviously a norris trophy guy he's yeah. he's gonna get it I, I i think it's only a matter of time i mean last year 46 points year before that 57 so he does this all with a team that doesn't produce a lot of offense in front of him and he's so good on his own end. I mean, that's just why I have to put him in the top five regardless. He just... He, he literally can do everything. Yes. Like, he's just a... Like, if you were like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a robot defenseman, it would probably be <laughs> Seth Jones. Like, he can just do everything so well. And he gets better every single year. Um, so I have him at number three. My number five is John Carlson. John Carlson. Okay, he comes in at number four for okay. me. Yeah. So, I mean... I actually struggled putting him in the top five. Uh, defensively, I, I still don't think that he's that great. He just puts up such big numbers. Like he produces offensively, and he can transition the puck so well. Uh, yeah. He just is kind of a guy that like you can't ignore. No, and, and it's almost like people have been trying to ignore him. Like they don't like. There's some some parts of his game that. You know that that could be improved, or they just they're never going to get better. And uh, I, he's just made up for it in being able to dish the puck. He can shoot the puck. Like he is an offensive juggernaut in terms of in as as a defenseman, he just isn't great defensively. I you know what I I think he's fine defensively, but you know I think the one knock on him, a lot of people will look at the fact that he gets a bulk of his offensive production on the power play. I mean, last year he had. Uh, 36 points on the power play, which was freaking fantastic. He's already up to 10 this season through 17 games. And, I, you know, when you get to play with guys like Backstrom and Ovi, yeah, it's easy to dish the puck. It but Yeah, it definitely helps. But, I mean, he's still got to show up. He's still got to, you know, put the puck right on, I mean, right in the, the wheelhouse for these guys. He, You know, he still has to transition. And he does all those things very well. And I still think he is – He's fine on his own back, and I don't have a problem with him. And I think he's kind of underrated a little bit in that aspect. But um, and like you said, he's just kind of flown under the radar for so long. Yeah, yeah. And and really, I mean, you think about who he's played with. It's not like he's playing with world beaters either. No, no. I mean, you know, he played with Niskanen and Carl Alsner. I mean, he didn't have a lot of guys that you know, you know, like again. And he was always expected to be a top pairing guy for this team too. You know, after the departure of Mike Green. So and he's done quite well. Yep. Um, okay, so my number four, I'm going to guess is higher on your list. I have Roman Yossi at number four. Yeah, Yossi comes in at number two for me. Okay. So with Yossi, uh, again, like, just don't really like his defensive game. Like, he just. Oh, I, mean, I love it. He, yeah. He, I, I'm not a big fan of okay. his ability to play actual defense. He's just so good at moving the puck. Like, as long as he can get the puck in the defensive zone, he's going to make a great play. 
Well, yes, absolutely. The problem is the like being sometimes being in the right place. Uh, I think he he's at times struggled with that. I think that there's some evidence to show that he's just really not that great in like when the other team has the puck in his own zone, he's not, he's not a top five defenseman in terms of getting the puck when you don't have it. But, but when he has the puck, when the team has the puck, he probably is the best defenseman on this list. Okay. So, so that's, that's my, you know, he drops a little bit because he can't do everything. Like when I think of Seth Jones, there's a guy who can do everything. And, he may not do he he may not have the uh like the skating ability of Roman Yossi, who he may be you know, you said Heiskanen might be the best skating defenseman in the right. NHL. Uh Yossi He's up was there. the best yeah. before Heiskanen was was <laughs> ever anything. So uh yeah, it'll be it's uh he's he's phenomenal. It yeah. just I dropped him a little bit because he can't do everything. Okay. That's see the thing I love about a guy like Yossi is you know, you have a team in front of them that where a lot of teams they have the the forwards that drive the play. You know, obviously the the defensemen have to transition and move the puck up to them, but you know, when it gets to the forwards, that's where the plays actually start. Whereas like in Nashville, it's just the opposite, right? The play starts at the back end and these guys really drive these forwards right. and how they, you know, transition forward. So um yeah, and so when you've had, you know, guys like PK, Subban, Yossi, Ellis, you know, and, and Matthias Eckholm who have been doing it so well for so long. Spoiled. Yeah. They I mean, and prior to that they had Shea Weber and Ryan Suter. They had just a just a richness of defensemen back there. And he's quietly went about it being the best on his team at it, uh, at both ends for me. And um, you know, when you look at the production that he's 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 given this team and the leadership ability he has, I think for me he just He's one of the better. Yeah, probably in the game. should have a Norris. Probably should. Yeah, but I mean, some of the guys on this list have just, it's the Norris has turned into who can put up the most points right, and be right. okay defensively, right, right. which just drives me nuts. But that's a discussion for another show. Should just have an Art Ross trophy for defensemen. There you go. And then actually do a Norris. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so who's your number three? So number three for me is Eric Carlson. Okay. And, um, again, this is another guy like, you know, Jonathan Klingberg, we talked about off to a slow start, um, man signs that massive $11 million deal in in San Jose and he's going to be there till he's pretty much dead. Um, which not wrong. No. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, let's face it when this guy's healthy and on his game, he can be one of the best, like, you know, there's few defensemen that can literally just control the game. Right. Absolutely. Like a hundred percent controls everything yeah and he, i mean he, yeah everything goes through him and i think now you know when he was with Ottawa, right he was relied upon to be the guy and now he's he's not so much that anymore in san jose right Maybe they, they need him to be more well that's the thing yeah you, you see where they are now and i think now that you know more than ever you need that old eric carlson who takes over games and you know just can take the puck from from net to net i mean go 200 feet with it and be unstoppable so yeah yeah, I have Eric Carlson at number two. So Seth Jones, three, okay. Carlson at two. Uh, I just, I mean, there's nothing that he can't do. Uh, he doesn't have to play often in his own zone where he's chasing the puck because he usually has the puck. So, right. Uh, I mean, he can, he can do everything, makes that first pass beautifully, but can also skate it out and, and make things happen. Maybe not the way he did when he was 23, but he, uh, he 
see some guys they've got this you know like his his skating was unbelievable i mean before he hurt his achilles he was so fast and uh, he's still very fast but he's just not that like doesn't maybe lacks that little edge he's a guy who one area of his game maybe due to age has has like deteriorated a little bit but he's improved in other areas of his game oh i know yeah so I mean, he's just a guy who he's going to keep getting or and keep staying very good because I I think like a like a Nick Lidstrom, he I mean yeah he Nick Lidstrom didn't always put up big points, but he always found a way to get it done right, and I think that that's going to be Carlson. Carlson's just always going to find a way to be good. Yeah, and I think it's funny you look over the last fifteen twenty years right there weren't many guys on on the back end who can produce at a point per game pace right. Nick Lindstrom was one of those, yep. um, but you know Carlson and another guy on this on his team, Brett Burns, have been you know the couple others that have. But the difference with Carlson, and I think his IQ in his own end defensively is so good that I I you know even if the production does slow down a little bit, if his skating deteriorates because of that injury, you know maybe if he can't move up as quick anymore, he's still so smart. You don't have to really worry he about. He knows him. where to be. Um, well, I think that leaves us with one guy. And I think we have the same guy at number one. I think so. Who came in at number two on NHL's top 20 list? Drunken. Fools. You know who was ahead of him? Brent freaking Burns. No. They put number one on their no. top 20. The writers at NHL.com. Like, get out of here. Goodbye. You're done. To, you're dead to me. Victor Hedman, number one. Should be. Top Rightful. defenseman in the league. And uh, we all saw what happened to Tampa Bay when he couldn't play. Dude. He, he's a That's beast. A, I mean, the best team in the league when he doesn't play isn't the best team anymore. Right. <laughs> like, it's, he's that crucial to this team. Um, I, I mean, I think like Stamkos could miss time. Tampa's still the best team in the league, but he misses time. Right. They have other cogs they can, they can yeah. move around, right, to fill in when guys like Stamkos are pointer out. But when you miss a guy of that importance to a team, it's, you know, yeah, McDonough can go in and maybe, you know, patch that hole a little bit, but it, he's not going to be that guy. He's not going to no. be able to fill in the way he does it. No. Um, and I mean, this guy, Hedman is just, he's going to get, you know, some more Norris trophies. I think he's just going to have, you know, another one or two to put on his mantle. I think when it's all said and done, yep, I think so maybe uh, not this year, but yeah, well, I mean, 10 points through 12 games is great, but yeah, he's been injured a little bit this season, which is hurt his will hurt his case. I think when you got guys like John Carlson freaking just lighting up the lamp. Yeah. Carl, Carlson's it's his trophy to lose this year right now yeah my goodness um yeah and then well I don't know the love affair everybody's having with David Pasternak they might just consider him a defenseman too and just give him a Norris God. and a freaking Art Ross at this point but he gets every trophy <laughs> um yeah Victor Hedman though man he just he's such a big guy and for a guy of his size he can skate so well yeah. which is just even more freaking amazing and I mean you know, 54 points last year, 63, 72. I mean, he's just, he's going to continue to produce. Yep. So, yep. and it doesn't hurt to be on the lightning either to have that bevy of talent in front of you either. Not at all. So, uh, yep. But, well, that's our, uh, our top 20 defensemen. Let us know what you thought at OT Hockey Talk. And, uh, you know, as we, as we move forward here, this series wrapping up, but we'll, you know, of course, we, we love our lists. We'll find more lists to, uh, we'll have more to throw together and, uh, on uh, you can look for the top ten Winnipeg Jets that we'll have coming out, and then we uh, we also who knows what we'll do next. I'm sure we'll talk about like just the actual season happening. That's, that's there is fun. hockey playing. Yes, we can, we can do that too. We we like to talk about hockey, 
so, all right. Well, that's uh, that's our show. Enjoy whatever it is that you're doing today, and enjoy the games tonight.